Welcome to another edition of the Officers Club podcast. After speaking to Michael Nelson recently, we've got another interview for you today, this time with goalkeeper Jamie Stevens. Like Michael, Jamie will leave the bees when his contract expires at the end of June. So we gave Jamie a ring to talk about his time at Barnet and the news that he'll be moving on to pastures new. We also looked ahead to the future and talked about how Jamie is preparing for life after football. He's only 24, but as well as being a thoroughly decent bloke, he's got his head screwed on and is making plans for the future already. We hope to have more of these interviews to come over the summer, so make sure you're subscribed via iTunes, Acast or SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Barnet underscore podcast, and do visit our website, officersclubpod.com. You can get all our previous shows there. Jamie, thanks for joining us. Um, just wanted to get your feelings, your overriding kind of emotions and feelings now that the, the dust has settled and it's, it's been decided you'll be leaving Barnet when your contract expires. How how are you feeling about that kind of decision and, and the future and what what that will hold for you? Um, I, I'm looking at it in a positive way in some ways. I mean, it's, it's very, very hard to be leaving the club. Uh, I've been there three seasons loved every minute of it I mean this season has been especially hard with situations for myself not being able to play not always help but at the same time with a club situation but I mean I'm upset to be leaving but I've got to look at it in a positive way that I've really enjoyed and really appreciate everything from everyone over the last three years I've been here mm. so that, that, that's my first sentiments to it so when you joined, it was obviously uh, the club was coming up from the National League. What was the conference then into the Football League? You left Newport County and you very much sort of signed to kind of push Graham Stack and rival Graham Stack for that number one jersey. Did you ever imagine it would go as well as it has done for you over the next three years? Um, you know, it, it's a hard one because uh, it was a weird situation when I joined the club. I mean, I came in during the pre-season time. Um, I'd left Newport again that was on odd circumstances with new management expecting to stay at the club expecting to kind of push on there mm. and then that changed and again ended up trialling at Barnet we were under Martin Allen came in at the club kind of I didn't know really what to expect I mean I just I met Martin on the Thursday trained for a few days played against Eastleigh carried on training and then a deal was in place and I kind of just assumed well, I'm at another team now, I'm in the Football League, let's see how things go. And well, in that first season, everything seemed to kind of go right when, when I was playing. And again, I've been very fortunate to be here three years and push on and kind of do what I've been able to do, which has been great. So, yeah. that's the best way I can put it. Yeah, absolutely. And as you say, it was quite late in the summer that you actually signed, um, when was that, back in 2015. <laughs> what what happened that summer? Because Barnett had, had a couple of other keepers on trial and, and none of them had really convinced. And then you came in, as you say, played that Eastleigh game and it, it just clicked immediately, it se- or so it seemed from the outside looking in. Yeah, I mean, it was an odd one. I mean, I, I, it was pretty, like you said, it was very late into the pre-season. I'd been training a few different clubs that had a few calls from elsewhere. Um, I was back at Swindon training for a bit they even possibly looking at joining back there at one point and again I remember being at my girlfriend's and I had a phone call on the Wednesday um, saying look can you come in on the Thursday to Barnet and I went oh okay like typed it in I was trying to get like the training ground location and oh yeah it's actually not too far turned up on the Thursday but again met Martin outside uh, walking about he's on his phone kind of first impressions kind of a bit nervous Again, he was brilliant with me, kind of brilliant to start with. Trained for a few days and 
played on the Saturday. He went, oh, we've got a game on a Saturday. Uh, we'll pick you like you come on the coach. Played the game against Eastleigh 2-0. So, again, felt I did well. Felt everything was quite comfortable. Got on with the lads. And then we sat down and thought, well, let's, let's get a year deal in place and go from there. And it was pretty much the start of the season. It, yeah. it was uh, like the week before the start of the season. It was late in Orient. So, That's right. It was done quite quickly, I guess. So. And as is so often the way, uh, one one person's misfortune is another's fortune. Graham Stack was carrying a little injury that he eventually succumbed to, and that opened the door for you to get a real run in the side, and you, and you certainly took it. You never looked back from there, really. Yeah, I mean, Graham was great with me when our, when we played together and we trained together. Again, still speak to him now, and he's brilliant with everything. If I have any issues, I can speak to him, and he's very, mm. very good. And at the time, it was kind of, I played at Newport, but not over a consistent period of constant games. And all of a sudden, it was kind of, oh, go play in this cup game. Okay, you're now going to play in the league. Yeah. Well, you're going to carry on for a bit longer, Jamie. And I was kind of there going, well, this is great. And <laughs> I was enjoying it. Everything was really nice to me. I was getting more and more confident with more games. And I think that's part of it. The more games you play, yeah. And in a run and consistently the more you can build on again you learn the people around you I was very lucky with that team especially in that first year the way we set up under Martin like in that first year defensively it was quite a nice job for me I mean I had good people in front of me who would protect me mm. had good people in like in the midfield up front so I felt I felt great and again I was very very lucky to carry on progressing and have the season I did and carry on from there really that's how I look at it yeah and so, and obviously it finished with the Player of the Season award that year. Has that been your best season in football so far, would you say? Yeah, I mean, it probably, definitely one of our proudest as well. I mean, mm. I couldn't believe it really. Again, just everything seemed to be going right. I was playing games, getting clean sheets, turning up, play, like again, playing at certain stadiums, playing well. I just felt great. I mean, it, it was a really, really nice feeling to be playing well and then to be recognised like that at the end of the season from the fans, from players as well. Again, it was just all into one. I just, just a great season. Again, I'd, I'd love more of them. It'd be nice. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Turning attentions then to this season, obviously started the season very well under Rossi and had a nice little run of games in the autumn, picked up some, some important wins and some big wins. Can you put your kind of finger I guess on what went wrong from there because the injuries obviously talked about a lot and, and didn't help but I know you guys are keen to kind of not make excuses or point to that as an excuse is what from your perspective looking back on it kind of didn't go for you at that point um during Rossi's reign it's hard to, I mean like you said with injuries it's very hard again with myself it was a hard time having an injury and not being able to help the lads and be part of that and again, pre-season, we looked very, very good. Mm. Start of the season, we looked very, very good. And then things started to kind of turn. I, I don't know if I can put my finger on an exact point because I never want to blame anyone at the club or anything. No. I think everyone tried their best and we did our best, but luck was in our way. We just, just didn't seem to have that ability to see out certain games. A lot of the games we were conceding late. We'd lose when we were in a, a position against a good side or we'd be drawing and again lose we'd be winning and then we'd draw we just went on a spell where we just didn't have that confidence to win I think there was a point where we went 13 games maybe without a win or mm. something silly like that and it, it shouldn't seep in but again when you're not winning 
it can become hard and I, I don't know what the exact reason was for it I don't know if it was a confidence issue I don't know if it was just a bit of luck mm. it's very very hard to say yeah. if I'm honest I, I, I couldn't tell you to be exact yeah I think, um, I think that's quite the point isn't it that it wasn't just one thing as much as anything um Obviously, a lot of change of management over the season just gone. How did the players find going from Rossi to Mark McGee and then Mark to, to Graham Wesley particularly? Was was that hard or did the, how how was it? I thought it different. I think I'm still young. I say I'm still young. I'm 24, but I, I say like I'm still getting used to football, still understanding and learning. I think players are getting better at adapting these days. I mean you're able to adapt and understand different managers and I think all players bought into all theories I mean it was different ideas under Rossi to Mark and from Mark to Graham mm. again different tactics different uh, like ideas behind training our approaches to games but I think the players did try to adapt well again I'd like to say it did go well but it didn't the results weren't always there again but I wouldn't say anyone was against any of the ideas. We tried different things. Some worked, some didn't. Mm. We did pick up good results on occasions, but we also picked up poor results. I think players were willing to try anything. And I think that is something with football these days, that as a player, people are becoming more adaptive. They understand different tactics and they're, they're broadening their horizons to different learning. And it was different. And again, all managers, even with Martin at the end, all managers have different approaches. Mm. And sometimes it, it depends on the players, it depends on the management. It will work and it won't. And sadly, it didn't work out as well as we'd like this season. No, absolutely. So, Martin comes in with eight games to go, I think it was. And the, the lift and the, the change is pretty much immediate and, and very obvious. What? did he do to to give you kind of hope from what seemed like a, a pretty uh, a pretty uh, damning position at that point it's just he's a figure isn't he it's really hard to put a finger on it I mean when I first signed for him I didn't know what to expect I mean he carries his title Mad Dog and I can see <laughs> why in some ways but at the same time it's just it's incredible how it works I mean I played some of my best football under him there's just something about him, like you said, there's an aura or something about him mm. where I think sometimes he goes back to the basics, players, he understands the players, like um, training, again, I won't give too much away on training, but I always found training, we knew what we were doing, it was very routine, it was nice, you kind of knew what your jobs were, everyone had their roles, everyone knew their jobs, mm. and he came in. It was set out, he kind of sat down, he spoke to everyone on the exact same level, regardless if you're a young player or an older player, and gave everyone the opportunity to show what they could do, gave everyone their jobs and roles and responsibilities, and again, under him, the results were good, I know it wasn't enough in the end, but I think it was five wins out of eight or something Sounds like that, right, yeah. again, yeah, it, it just, it just, it just, what he does somehow works, and Again, people buy into it, I think, and it worked, but sadly it wasn't enough. Yeah. So. Do you have a favourite, um, mem- a podcast safe memory from working under Martin for the time that you did that you could you could tell us? <laughs> podcast safe. Um, God. There, there's a few funny ones that probably aren't podcast safe. <laughs> um, trying to think of a few off the top of my head. We can come back to that if you want us to have a think about it. I can think of a funny one that 
funny one once that he, that he just made me laugh with. I don't know why it makes me laugh, but uh, I used to stay like and do gym, do my gym work after training or, or whatnot. And I was walking back from from the change rooms to my car, and uh, he's driving along out of the training grounds. And um, I'm walking along, walking along, and he's just driving by the side of me. Pulls down his window, pulls me over, and I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm still in my first year. I'm a little bit like new to him, a little bit. He pulls me over and goes, do you know why I like you? And I just kind of think, it's not even a hello, how are you, Jim? He's just like, do you know why I like you? And I went, I really don't know. He goes, you're low maintenance, Jamie. And I went, what do you mean? He goes, you do your work up in the gym, you get on with everything. He said, you're a good lad, aren't you? And I just kind of nodded my head. And he went, have a good day off. And this is on a Tuesday. I think we were back in on the Thursday. Went, have a good day off. And just wound his window back up and drove off. And I just kind of went... What was that? Yeah, it made me smile. He was one of them that I went home and I told, like, told my family, and they were like, "What does he mean by that?" And I went, "I think he likes me." I said, "I think he just thinks." And again, from that day forward, I was kind of like, he just he had that opinion of me, and I had my opinion of him, and we just kind of clicked. And I kind of went, Mm. "That's a memory that always laughed." Just just how he wound his window down and called me over, and I just thought. What a funny, funny experience, but yeah, yeah, that's that's a sick version, but that is that, yeah, God, it's just one of the memories I can have. It's funny, yeah, one of so, many, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, many, many. When it, going back to this season then and, and kind of the future and moving on what um, had you expected to be leaving at the end of this season? Had you, I presume, hoped to stay, but. What was the kind of feeling in your head when the, the season was approaching the end and, and did you did you expect to be moving on? Um, it's one of them. When, when you're during the season, you're so focused on just mm. doing what you can. I mean, for myself, it was focusing on what I could do at the, at the time, kind of what I could do to be fit or what I could do to be playing. If I wasn't playing, why not? And kind of I was more focused on that side of things and how I could get back and all of this and then it kind of was dawning on me with the last couple of games going well we need to win and we need to win I don't know what my situation's going to be and it got to the stage of well we'll sit down at the end of the season and we talk and I spoke with a few people there was a an option left on my contract that again I may 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 not have been able to stay but I felt it, it kind of ran its course a little bit and it's sad because I, I'd have loved to stay at the club I mean I've been there three years everyone at the club knows how much it means to me being at Barnet and how much I enjoy it how much I enjoy speaking to all the fans all the people who work at the club but it, it's got to a stage of I might need to move on I might need to look at other options now and again I'm looking at that in a positive manner and I can. I my my biggest hope is Barnet can get themselves out of the the conference and back into the football league because it's such a good club and I just want to see it progress well and it, it's sad to be leaving but I leave on on happy memories. I know the yeah. season didn't end well but it's happy memories still for me. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, yeah. The future obviously is you know looking for another club and what have you in in the immediate term. But I was interested to see a couple of interviews you've done um, in in the last few weeks. Um, looking to kind of after professional sport when you do uh, when you do no longer play, um, and I saw that you'd been uh, involved in the the life after professional sport um, uh, laps, isn't it? 
I just, yeah. just wondered what's 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 been the kind of trigger for you in that and kind of taking such an active interest in what comes next because as you say you are only 24 still and I imagine a lot of players at 24 don't give it a second thought uh, do you know what it, it's an odd one I mean it's always been massively kind of within me I mean I, I left school at 15 uh, like as a scholar finished mm. my GCSEs and I wanted to carry on my education I wanted to go to sixth form I wanted to go to university I sat down with my family and they said look yeah, just give this football a go why not you can always come back to your education try working it all out and again I just carried on playing football from there and uh, I just kind of went you know what I love I love playing football but at the same time I do need to look after uh, look at other options after football mm. I will need to be able to pay a mortgage I will need to be able to provide for a family so I'm kind of looking at these options of well football is my main priority but I do need to have a look that there is other opportunities after football there is other jobs out there and again I like speaking openly about it with other players and thinking you shouldn't just define yourself as a footballer you're a human being I mean you need to look at other options because football might not last forever again I know Touchwood I know players who've had injuries and they can't play again how, how do you provide an income then you mm. need to look into these options and for myself I just sat down and thought you know what what, what should I do and I, I'm, I speak a lot with a PFA I speak a lot with LAPS about opportunities outside of football and again I'm trying to I, I spoke to yourself uh, recently saying I'm, I'm doing courses um, mm. I'm looking to do my finance, uh, financial and uh, advisory course at the minute I'm doing my CMAP so okay. again, I'm just keeping myself busy for my summer looking at other options and I'm thinking well footballers do need to understand there is more to life and football focus on your football but when you have the time look at your education look at um, job opportunities out there look at kind of developing yourself because you don't want to turn around when you're older and think well actually I haven't got anything I'm only 24 but I like the opportunity to kind of progress myself now so that, that's how I'm looking at this approach so. I see excellent um, are attitudes changing in that respect? Then do you think do you think more players are thinking longer term and beyond and beyond football as a uh, an alternative kind of at the end of their career to to coach? There are things other than coaching out there to do and punditry and so on. I think I think there has to be. I mean, I think I'd never never uh, deny anyone because coaching is brilliant. I, I I do certain coaching. I mean. But at the same time, there is only limited jobs within coaching, mm. limited jobs within the game where you can become a professional coach or make a living off of it. So I wouldn't limit myself just to coaching or just to punditry. I want to look at all the options of, well, what other jobs are out there? What other things interest me? So, what's it? Oh, God. just had my lunch, so. <laughs> um, but no, um, I asked... I don't think you should just be limited to the coaching and the punditry. Again, great opportunities to look into. Mm. And again, I know some great people out there doing them. I mean, Michael Nelson, from my, again, great advocate for coaching. He, he does all his badges. He's progressed up. Last season, he was doing like the assistant management role. He'll carry on throughout the ranks, a bit like Graham Stack doing the punditry at the minute, mm. building himself into the game that way. They've got vast experience and can talk about the game and can pass on all of their experience whereas I feel that's great but at the same time I'm looking at other options I'd maybe go down that route but have a look into other options I mean what things do interest you where else can you take your career because
because football may not last forever for everyone. So at the same time, where can you progress next? What things interest you? And just take it from there. And that, that's where I'm looking at things right now. So. Brilliant. That's brilliant. Excellent. Jamie, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. And obviously hope we see you back next season somewhere somewhere soon and, and hopefully not denying Barnet um, a win or, or, or whatever um, at the Hive. Thank you very much for downloading and listening to the latest episode of the Officers Club podcast. We hope you enjoyed our interview with Jamie Stevens. We'd like to thank Jamie for taking the time to speak to us and wish him the very best of luck next season and in the future. Uh, knowing what an excellent goalkeeper and great person he is, we're sure he will be fixed up very, very soon. Make sure you listen to our interview with another soon-to-be former B, Michael Nelson, which is out now. We hope to have more of these interviews over the summer to keep you entertained whilst the football is sadly lacking. So do subscribe to the Officers Club podcast via iTunes, Acast and Soundcloud. You can follow us on Twitter at Barnet underscore podcast and make sure you visit our website www.officersclubpod.com where you can get our entire back catalogue of shows. Thanks again and we will be back soon.